home of the stars, through the airwaves and on the big screen. Coming to you live from Hollywood, it's Rated G Radio with your host, Garrett Miller. Well, hello, everybody. It is Monday, November 7th. We're live for the next hour. In just a few moments, I'm going to be bringing on my beautiful, talented, lovely guest co-host for the night, Ms. Rebecca Fisk. In the meantime, I'm going to remind everybody to do at the top of the show about the other shows that are also on the network that you should catch throughout the week and they're programmed, um, including the standard bearer rated CBT radio that she launched with my friend, Watson, you know, carry on the band alone. Um, well, he didn't carry them alone. He had uh, Cody, and he didn't have magical guests from Hollywood and all over the important things. And Robert hosts rated LGBT radio on Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific. We'll tell you that it really, quote unquote, doesn't air until Friday just because they hate being a live show. But their show is live on Thursday, so they're doing all the dirt. Uh, I've also a monthly Stephanie. We just did a show last night, which is super fun. She had one of her clients on talking about her experiences using Stephanie's services for the last, oh, 10 years or so. And, of course, we've got Mary Monroe down in Brisbane, Australia. And as she gets ready to throw another shrimp on Barbie Tuesday, it's Tuesday her about noon, she is working on some new shows for the network, and I'm excited to bring her back on when she is ready. She has much going on last year. And then, of course, finally, Rebecca Fisk. She's one of America's top 50 it is not a psychic call-in show for the 19 people that called in ahead of time. Um, but if you do want to make an appointment with Rebecca, you can go to her website, imr.com. She will also tell you about her other show that she does on women. We welcome you, but we are not taking psychic calls. So with that, my dear friend, Rebecca, I want to thank you for coming on to the show and being my Fantastic co-host once again. Well, thank you so much, Garrett, for having me again. I love hanging yeah. out with you on these call on these uh, shows. So, thank you. Oh my goodness, we have so much going on in the world. But before we catch up to world events and things that are happening tomorrow, there's topics you would like to talk about. What has been going on in your world the last month? Well, actually, you know what? Hang on. Can you hear me really clearly? sound great. I sound great. Okay, because my, uh, I'm getting that ooh, 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 a little bit. So let's see how we do with okay. this. If I have to change headsets, I will. Uh, what's okay, and while you, <laughs> you know, I reset the internet last night before the show and night before the show, thinking it might be me, but for the last weekend show on Halloween, Sunday night show, and tonight, if it sounds choppy, I'm going to unfortunately blame it because I've done all the things right on this end from a uh, production side, all of the whistles looking exactly like they should. If it comes across, it sounds choppy. I will apologize to you listeners in advance. But um, here we go, Rebecca. Okay. Okay. Well, let's see here. All right. I'm going to work with this a little bit and see how it goes. So, you, But you can hear me okay. I can hear you. You sound just like your door. Okay. Now I can't hear you. So hang on. We're going to get okay. this right. I know. We're probably going to get it right. This is one of the joys. And I always make fun of one of my favorite shows. It's only a podcast that I really listen to. I've listened to a lot. One that's a favorite of mine. And 
Additionally, my only pet peeve with the show is it's been for 15 minutes talking about well, this setting wasn't right, so this isn't working, and it's not working, and this is like you've done the show for 20 years. You don't touch the buttons if you've got the button set the right way, because then it, you know, everything works. You just go in, turn it on, and on you go. And probably three out of the five days that you do a live show, um, the first 15 minutes is I, the phone line screwed up, or we forgot to do this, or I had a problem with a piece of equipment, and just never understand that. And these are people who are spectacular personalities and absolutely their show. Um, just things. And then yeah, here we are tonight having them. So Rebecca, are, are you able to hear me at this point? I can hear you. It's a little choppy, but you know what? I'm going to make the best of it and uh, we'll see how it goes. So. Okay. Well, that sounds like too. So what's been going on in your world in the last month? Oh, gosh. Uh Wow, the whole last month, huh? <laughs> Somebody asked me. Okay, then let's baby steps. Like, what do you do today? Just kidding. Oh, I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just that there's, you know, there's so much going on in the energetic field, if you will, right now, that um, getting a lot of calls for assistance from clients, which I love doing my work, so I'm grateful for that. Um getting some coaching clients that I'm working with now uh, who really have a desire to kind of get from where they are in their life to a place where they're feeling more alive and connected to themselves and um, empowered and all of that. So that's been really great. Um, But I've also noticed that I've needed more time to just be in the quiet with myself. So I've done more disconnecting. I've spent a lot of years kind of being available for people if they have an emergency um, and, oh, you need something and you know I'll be right there. And I know, Garrett, you know me well enough to know that that's kind of, I definitely have done a lot Absolutely. of that. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm realizing, oh, let me, actually, I'm not even going to use that word. I've already reached a point in my life where I'm paying much more attention to creating a balance for myself, which is kind of a fallacy. You know, um, basically, we don't really have a balance necessarily. We we have an intention to have a balance. Oh, I'm going to work out for an hour every morning, and I'm going to eat right, and I'm not going to have any treats, but, I'm you know, I'm taking care of my body. And, oh, it's so-and-so's birthday, and they made the cake, and they really want me to try it, so I'm going to take a bite. You know, it's like little things come up, right? I mean, basically, life is about reprioritizing as things show up, because we always have plans, most of us, and then you kind of have to adjust to whatever shows up in your life. So I realized that I need to be a little bit more meticulous and a little more committed to what I need from myself first, because with everything becoming a bit more intense in the, in the conscious field, if you will, um, I'm noticing that I need more time to... Um, basically get grounded again and get more centered after I'm doing sessions with clients. So so the one thing that I will say as a blanket statement for what's gone on for me for the last month is that my intuitive work is definitely going to another level. And well, I'm I love hearing that. that. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, I love my work. I love my work. I love being of service. Um, 
I was struggling for a little bit there because I've been taking this intense coaching course, which I absolutely love, but it's a lot, and I realized just a couple weeks ago that it's like, oh, you're going to be a coach now, and you're starting over, and I realized I was putting so much pressure on myself, and, and then finally, I was talking to one of my classmates, Lori Marie, she's amazing, she's also another psychic, by the way, amazing, amazing, and she's asking me all these questions, and it's like, you know what, I'm a psychic, I'm a psychic medium, and I will have more tools in my toolbox to help people, and if they want to go from point A to point B over a period of time with me, I will absolutely bring out all the, the big coaching tools and resources I have to help them do that, but I'm a psychic medium. So there's so much freedom in actually knowing what my true purpose is, even though I've explored these other things. Um, so that happened, and then again, um, just the level of clarity and intensity that's happening for me uh, in just been tremendous and it's um you know i mean i kind of have had a few moments and just even in the last week where i do a session and you know afterwards it's kind of one of those fall on your knees in gratitude and tears uh moments because i'm so grateful to do this work and it's such a privilege um and my feeling of connection to everything has become more so so, like, when I talk to clients now, the level of empathy has gone up. The level of clarity has gone up. Uh, the clients who are calling me to talk to their uh, deceased loved ones are basically acknowledging within two to three minutes, oh, yeah, you have that. you're talking to that person. You're talking to my loved one. In fact, this, I, did a, I did a session very recently with a brand-new client, and, oh, she's amazing. And um, she came to me because her father passed away in April. And so she said within to my dad. So we finished the session and we're we're closing out and I'm and I'm saying goodbye <laughs> and I get this image of beef stroganoff in my head. <laughs> Before I hang up, um, is there a reason that I would be easy showing me beef stroganoff? And she started laughing and she said, Well, that's not exactly what the dish is, but that was his favorite food. That's totally my dad. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> so showing me their favorite food. It's, it's it is really always an adventure, and every single session I do with clients is different, and I love it. I love the adventure that this is, and I love that people trust me enough to give me this privilege of a glimpse into their lives and the lives of their loved ones, and I'm, I'm just so grateful that I get to do this work that I love so much. Well, that is encouraging, and outside of the fact that you have this website IamRebecca.com. Can you talk a little bit about your other show you do monthly and your schedules where people can connect with you? Um, okay, so I do a monthly show on the Wisdom and Intuition Network, and it's the first Wednesday of the month. It's um, 9 a.m. Pacific time. There is uh, – I well – you, there's no charge for it. You can just call in and ask a question. And I do a talk, uh, usually on something current and or some things that have been going on in my own life, because what I've learned over the years, and this is now a lot of years of doing this work, that when something shows up in my life and I learn something from it, it's an opportunity to help other people because what happens is people will call in or they'll write me an email and they'll say, oh, my gosh, what you spoke about was like you were talking to me. I just had that experience and I'm so glad you talked about it because it makes me feel better. And I was struggling with whatever that was. So I do a talk 
and then I do a very brief meditation, and then I take uh, questions from callers. And uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. I, I enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, so just once a month so far. That may be changing, but right now that's where I'm at. And then from a social media standpoint, what are people finding you? Uh, I have I Am Rebecca Intuitive Psychic on Facebook, and uh, the website is IamRebecca.com. Uh, and so far, that's all I'm doing. I do have an Instagram, but the Instagram that I do is really more about uh, my physical fitness, and Garrett, you know that. <laughs> so yeah. my, my, my journeys of walking with my friend Danny, and, uh, you know, we're putting a bunch of hikes on a bucket list. So uh, the, the, the end goal really is to get to the Grand Canyon and hike down, spend the night at Phantom Ranch, and then hike back out the next day. But it's been postponed again for a couple reasons. First was a pandemic. Then they've off and on for the last several months have had issues of norovirus, uh, which is a stomach bug that's not uncommon, but it's extremely contagious. So they've had that. And then now um, another, it's, you know, basically it's the universe saying, it's not your time to go do this right now, Rebecca, uh, because now they're doing construction on the lodge at Phantom Ranch, which is the place where the hikers get to, you know, stay the night in the dorms. So we're just kind of waiting to see how that will unfold, but that's the ultimate goal. Uh, and so in the meantime, we're looking at other local hikes and walks to do, and then we're start gonna, we're going to start branching out of state and to see where we want to go. Um, but Garrett, we actually have been walking what we call the hill again, which is a percent grade. Yeah, it's taken about 18 months for, for us to get back to that, mostly because of my knees, but they're good now. And uh, so, yeah, we're, we're back on that track, which is, feels really, really good. That just happened um, the last couple of weeks. So that feels amazing to be doing that again. And, folks, let me tell you, a 7 or 8% grade, that is a steep hill. <laughs> That is a big hill. It's a big hill, and trust me, you will feel it in your glutes. You will feel it in your quads. You will feel it in your lungs if you have any speed on you whatsoever. Uh, it's a, you know, we get up to the top of that hill, and sometimes it takes a minute or two before we can talk. <laughs> so, oh, goodness. Anyway. Well, but I'm glad like, you're doing you know, all of that because it makes you feel better, and, you know, every time I see Thank you. I'm not sure quite what you said because you cut out, but. Oh, I said every time I see you, you just close. I know that we're doing oh, important thank for you. you. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. And I know you'll be honest with me, too. So anyway, uh, so Garrett, how have you been? What's new in your world? So you have talked since you wrote that song that made me a blubbering, a sobbing baby. I don't think we have. Oh, okay. Well, our last episode, Rebecca. Um, so I'm working on recording a new album, and I write music all the time. I'm a lyricist, so I write lyric music, and then we make magic. That's just kind of how it works. Brian's amazing. If you ever have thought about becoming a singer, didn't know where to go, get a hold of me, and I will connect with Brian, and he will hook you up. He is amazing. Um, anyhow, long story short, we... Uh, a week of sessions and went to the studio not as prepared as I would like. Brian's harping on me, we need to get in the studio, we need to get working on the next album. So I go on with 
don't know, two and a half songs. I needed four minimum, and I've got about two and a half songs done. So we go through a process that, for me, is a different process, Rebecca. Usually we go in and spend of my eight hours, we do what's called scratch vocal, where this is the first time I've sung songs. I never didn't know what music was going to sound like, didn't know anything. And so a scratch vocal for me really is horrifically bad because I have no concept of where I'm going to take the song, but I need to sing something, so that's what I do. Well, we get through the first three songs, at the end of the week comes says, well, we want to do your fourth song. And I would be remiss if I said I wanted to do something like a Neil Diamond song, like Hello Again or Come to America or, you know, something like that from the jazz singer. So we pulled up some clips from the internet and listened to those songs and came up with the song. I didn't have any lyrics, so while Ryan is doing all this music, I'm sitting there just like, you know, as, as a writer, sometimes you zone and all you want to do is write. So I figured, well, I'm senior, he's doing the music, I better be productive. So I started writing and writing and writing. I started writing a story about my dogs. And the story I talked about, as dogs get older, of course, at some point, they're going to pass away. Well, they're not going to live forever. And I have four dogs. One is 15. The other three, all brothers and sisters, are all 14. So, you know, they're getting up there. They'll probably live a while longer, but they're getting up there. So Brian this this beautiful music, and it's just, you know, uh, the battle. You know, so, okay, I figure this, this is on a Wednesday. Wednesday's my last duty day. And so I come home, and I what's the puppy papoose, and that's kind of a carrier for some and so air in mind when he's at the puppy post because he knows he's going to be in. And I can come in there about four seconds in. He's out like light, just silent. And he's, you know, a pound chihuahua. Okay. Come home. Eric is like, <laughs> squeaks like a mouse. Like, okay, fine. I'll put the post in there and sit down for the dogs. Everything's great. Sit down. He's playing the music. And I got my pages and pages and pages of notes. And I start writing the song. And I, you know, the lyrics done, uh, you know, verse one, verse two, here's the chorus, here's the pre-chorus, here's all. And at the end, I start to get a little weepy. And I'm going, well, this is unusual because, you know, I've written, I don't know, 70 songs, nothing makes me cry. And I'm very unemotional. In my, well, I get the song, what I think is done, Becca, and I start playing you know, I go in and sing the song the next day. I have no idea how I'm going to sing it. Brian hasn't given any vocals. He hasn't been singing this way or singing that way. He didn't know either because he didn't have lyrics to reference as starting the music. And so I just sit with Eric and his puppy papoose. And I just start singing how I think the song should be. And I can't get through the third line of the first verse. Back up. Just tears start streaming on my eyes. And I thought, this is just ridiculous. And I'm sitting here going, and Eric is looking. Eric, by the way, is blind and kind of deaf. So the fact that I'm having an episode, he's going like, what is going on? This song probably like 30 times, just kind of get that your cellular DNA. So when I go into the studio on Thursday, I can get the song sung. I'm emotionally done. And Rebecca... I mean, I have never cried so hard in my entire life. I went to bed and all night, I couldn't sleep, and then I get up in the morning going, what was that all about? This That was the dumbest 
thing you've ever done, Garrett. You know, being so stupid. So I'm going to prove myself wrong, Rebecca. So I get up, get a cup of coffee, you know, get the dogs fed, the whole thing, come and sit. and said, okay, yeah, like two and a half hours before I be up to Brea, I'll just I'm gonna start rehearsing again. Start seeing. I make it through the first complete verse, but it, let's say there's four lines and a half or third line. <laughs> again. So by the end of the first verse, next day, <laughs> I'm the big baby and I'm the I can't stop crying. And I texted I text Brian and I said, Brian, we can't do vocal for the last song first because I won't I played the like those I'll cry and it will just sound really horrible. So I'll not do that. It's like, um, is this? So I get up there, we do the other songs and it's time to hey, just be prepared. I'm probably going to start falling. But manage Dumb, Garrett. Come on, you can't. You know why are you such a big baby? Every single time I, I can't get through the song without tearing up and crying and choking up miserably for the song. So um, I, Brian, to me today he goes. Uh, so how's the practice going? Do we want to come back in, finish those up, and start on some new stuff? You know, because we're trying to get this done by. I said, yes, I'm working on some new stuff, and uh, you know, what we were working on was great. But, so anyway, so that is the story of what's going on with the music. But the song, you know, it, now I will tell you that in all of this, very recently all the dogs have had to get some kind of medication, or, you know, for Bill, it's arthritis, for Eric, it's a little arthritic, some other, they've all got something that I pretend is not medicine with a lot of Velveeta in the morning, except for Eric's. But um, the day after I did this, you know, I come home, you know, it's day off, so I'm done, and Eric is having a really bad day. All of a sudden, he's like out of the blue, can't walk, can't do anything. I come up, and he just And so I scheduled the first appointment I can with the vet, which is several days later, and proceed to just go like, Eric, you can't do anything now. I just wrote this talk. You know? So, of course, I'm you know, compounding an emotional song about my dog's dying with Eric. It's like, her version of this is Eric's not going to die. He ended up, um, he's he's arthritic, and apparently I totally missed the cues from what Jenny's going through because his cues are much different. They right. took the vet, the vet something for information and something for pain, and now Eric is this, you know, fry little puppy all over again at the age of 15. So, He's running around and before the show. He's going. He's squeaking like a mouse. Eric, I've got Aunt Rebecca getting ready to be on the show. So you can't do this. Sense. You're gonna have to be quiet until eight o'clock. And I told you. It's like, oh, Papa, I'm fine. So, um, anyway, so music, music is coming along. I have just commissioned to do a theme song for another author for a book that she wrote. I did one a couple of years ago. She contacted me last week and said, I don't know request up to another song so but that is um, that's what's happening here and of course you know the regular J-O-B and the J-O-B the time job um, for going well Easily, it's of course a little slower than what I would prefer but I'm still doing well um, but it affords me the opportunity to do music and the radio show and you know fun things that I get to do so I'm very grateful for that um, but that's 
my life in a nutshell, Rebecca? Just a big baby you're talking to. Well, I, you know, I won't tell anybody that you're such a softy carrot. Okay. Yeah, because I, I would hate for that to get out. <laughs> I know, I would hate for that to get out. Uh, yes, there really is a huge heart in there. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. But it, and, the thing is, you know, my dad died last year, and I, I did, there were two years when you know, I left the hospital room. I did not cry when he died because it was, when I left the hospital room, I knew I was not going to see him again. So I had a few tears, but we're talking a few years. Um, and this is to one of the greatest people I've ever met, the nicest I've ever met in my entire life. When he said really horrible things to my mother when they were getting divorced, never would he say a mean thing. Not a mean word ever came out of his mouth. And I have like two or three tears rolled down my cheek in that way. And here I am having a song about my box. I can't stop bawling, Rebecca. What is going on with that? That should be reversed. It should be, oh, you know, bye-bye, dog. See you later. And, you know, crying for weeks over my dad. Well, there are a lot of people, actually, who connect better with their pets than with people. And, you know, because there's no ego. Well, yeah. although that's debatable. I mean, you, you know, what is it? Um, dogs have masters, cats have staff. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So it seems like they, I mean, they have personalities, but they don't have an ego. They're, I don't know any dogs that are like, well, my master's better than yours. <laughs> you know, there is an unconditional love that we get from our pets that we don't get from humans. I mean, basically the animals are like, look, you know, give me some food, give me some water, give me a place that, that is okay for me to use the bathroom if you're not going to take me out, and um, and then pet me sometimes, and I will be very yeah. loyal forever. So, um, well, and, you know, I did want to say, you know, there was a lot that you that you let out about when Suki passed. So yeah, I that's wonder true. when you first started talking about that, if it was because it's bringing up that Suki had passed. I mean, you know, that Good wasn't even any the time, you know, Suki and then your dad, you know? So. Well, you know, it's just everybody has to get through. I'm just not used to having. So the last time, okay. So the last time I cried, Rebecca. So the, the, I'm to even tell. Well, you know this is true, though. You know, over the summer, I had the problem with my phone, number, Google, and all of that. When sent me right. an email late August saying, "Oh, we're going to give you your phone number back on Sunday or whatever it was," and, and I, I couldn't. I broke down because the it was. Everybody's heard the story, but you know, I had my phone number, which was tied to everything, and get my Google account, which had everything, passwords, books, I've written music, and so I thought all of that was gone. And when that came back, I mean, I bawled uncontrollably, and I went to work, and the people at work were like, what the hell is going on? They gave me my stuff back, and I was like, oh, just let it out, baby. It's unusual for me to have emotion. I think that's what I'm really recognizing there is that I'm being more open to having feelings that I think um, people should have. And of course, what's right for you is not right for me. It might be, I don't know. But you know, I've never been this type of person to be able to like we and this. So I, I even don't I'm telling you everything. So I went to the doctor about three or four months ago. And I go to the doctor because I'm always very healthy. And I went to the doctor and said, I think I've got strong because all I do is I like a baby, and I'm you know I'm just like over the place. And the doctor he's okay. Well, 
we can test it, but probably fine. This, and she goes through the whole thing, and, and of course, it comes back and it's completely fine. And I'm like, well, sounded because I just have no understanding. I'm like, well, maybe it's because I am I'm, I'm doing the sound test now, or I'm doing the, the tuning forks, or getting more in tune with you know myself or something like that. I'm really introspective. I have no clue. Um, but, but I'm not saying like there we go. It's okay. <laughs> let, let let me just say because okay so so for those of you who do you know who are new listeners or don't don't know our relationship, Garrett and I have, have known each other now. Garrett, we've known each other for twelve years. Twelve years, yeah, yeah. 12 years. We've known each other a long time. We started the radio show 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I have always known that you have a big heart. You don't want anybody, like you're the, you're the person who would rather leave a gift on the front door and leave and not even tell them they were from you. Which I've done and you know, but there we go. I, 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 I know you have. I know you have. So you, you know, you are a living Santa Claus, if you will, and you're totally fine with people not knowing that you are that kind of person. Even though when you work with people, when you encounter people, you always give the best of yourself, even if that's not how you feel. You always show up in the way that a person needs you to. You have a huge heart. You always have. You've always been very compassionate. You've always been somebody who's sensitive to the needs of others. And I think it's kind of a beautiful thing that you're okay. getting a little more connected to that. Part of it is, you know, part of it is just the world is, is we're having a tough time right now. And people who previously didn't really connect with their emotions are feeling it because some of it's really overwhelming. So, you know, all of us are connected to the conscious field. So this whole thing with the pandemic and the numbers, the massive numbers of people who've passed from COVID, every single person who's grieving a loss or who's been afraid of that has that frequency and that vibration in the conscious field. So we all feel it, even if it's not happening directly to us. We're still feeling it. And at a certain point, you know, we can kind of put ourselves in the bubbles of light and we can, you know, kind of protect ourselves from it. But, you know, most of us at some point will end up being affected by that one way or another, whether it's just that all of a sudden we get weepy and it seems like for no reason or, you know, things that normally in the past didn't affect us and they're affecting us now. You know, part of this is the vibrational shift that's happening in all of our bodies because there is kind of this frequency shift that's happening in the universal field. Uh, that is allowing us to experience things at more levels. So, you know, frankly, I think it's a beautiful thing, Garrett, but I also... <laughs> it is available for private readings at iamerica.com. We'll absolutely love readings, and she's America's top 50 psychics. She's done seminars, group readings, you name it, and it's always treat to have her answer questions from here or on. But tonight, one of the things that we wanted to talk about was tomorrow, November 8th, across the country, we have many electoral races are set to be won. I voted by mail weeks ago, and tomorrow I wear the I vote 
that they put in the mail for you. Who knows if my ballot really counts, but I feel like I've done civic duty. Rebecca, your thoughts? Uh, I Everybody get out there and vote because it's a privilege. It's a privilege and a right, and it's not something to take for granted. And, and I say that as a first-generation American. My parents were immigrants, and so we were basically taught to kiss the ground we walked on here. So, uh, you know, that was kind of a, a big education for us was that voting is a right and a privilege. And if you want to have your voice heard, if you have any preferences about the quality of your life, um, that's kind of the way that you get to have your voice heard is by going out and voting. So mm-hmm. I actually have a mail-in ballot, but I um, I like to walk it over to the polling place and drop it in. I don't wait in line and do it in the in the booth. I do it at home and then drop it in the ballot box at my polling place because that's my preference. Um, I, I have know, no control I, issues. <laughs> I what really surprises me this day and age with technology and all of this stuff that's going on. Why we can't have a secure server and log in and vote online? Having you know 20% turnout tomorrow, we would have. Turnout. I mean, if you had an opportunity to vote in a format that was easier for you, that was legitimate, secure, all of that, I'd try to see that. Because years ago, when I still lived in Arizona, I would go to the church around the corner. It was where, you know, the station was on election day. And I was going, you know, the lines weren't usually long, but I would always vote, always, always. And when they started to vote by mail, that this is the things like bread. And Oregon years ago went to an all, um, they don't do voting booths anymore. It's all done electronically or it's done by mail. And I thought, well, that's a fantastic way to get. You know, last time I voted, I just went in and they didn't even check my ID and they just uh, said, here's your on the list. Okay, go ahead and go on in. And I, and I thought, that's kind of concerning. And I don't know. Do you ever do you know what they do if you go and vote in person now? Do they check IDs, Rebecca? You know, I they always have when I've gone in. They've asked me to present my ID, and then they find me in the book, and then they mark me off. Yeah. Um, but I have I have read that in some places they don't require that. So um, that's just not my experience. But I read that. That there is a possibility of, of going someplace where you're not presenting an ID. I have not had that experience, so I will. I would rather speak to my experience than something that I read. Yeah. And, well, that just know, so weird to, to me that we just had a Bob Smith in here. Oh, and you're a Bob Smith too. Oh, okay. Hi, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's it is it's interesting. But yeah. So I from, you know, get from, out there and vote. Yeah. Get out there and vote. Absolutely. So whether you vote Republican, Democrat, Independent, or none of the above, get out there and vote because it matters. Your voice matters. And if you don't get out there and vote and we end up with whatever we have and you want to bitch and complain about it, guess who doesn't want to hear me? So get out there and vote and make your voice heard and um, wear the little sticker tomorrow and I'll give you a virtual high five. So you were sharing um, like the implications, and I'm going to get it wrong, but um, 
the balance that plays in politics, um, you know, maybe, you know, from a spiritual sense. Do you have any feedback or insights that you'd like to share with the listeners tonight? Well, yeah, and I, I do get that. I, you know, like I'll have people say, well, you know, why do bad things happen or why is there evil or why, you know, I get I get some interesting questions, as you can imagine. And, you know, every so often something comes up about politics and who's sitting in the White House now and how did they get there and why are they there and how come it isn't the person I voted for or how come it's not this other person or you know, why do we dismantle, why do they come in and dismantle what the previous administration did and, you know, all of this stuff. And so so from a spiritual standpoint, from the universal law standpoint, if you will, um, the, the law of the universe says everything will be in balance, that, there, there, that, that Mother Nature seeks balance. And, and I, I, I can almost hear some of you saying, well, then why are we having tornadoes and hurricanes and why did the earthquakes and all this other stuff? Well, we might not necessarily know what Mother Nature's definition of balance is, but we definitely can see that over the course of time, we can see that the pendulum will swing one way and then the pendulum will swing back the other way. And, in mm-hmm. fact, if you actually use that analogy of a pendulum, you'll see it does swing back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And as the waves get a little bit smaller, as the pendulum loses momentum, it'll still go an equal distance in each direction until the motion comes to a complete stop. But that coming to a complete stop actually takes quite a long time. Um, It does. Yeah, it does. And so one of the things is, you know, people will say, well, you know, all this bad stuff is happening now. And how can somebody whose who's policies that I don't agree with and they seem so extreme, why is that happening when it seems like it's so extreme and it's, it's so much against what I think? And, again, this is hypothetical and because obviously we can always find people who are on, on you know, very far to the side on each, uh, on each end of the spectrum here. Uh, and the reality is that if there are issues, the very first step in healing anything is being aware of it. So if there is a problem, you know, there are a lot of people talking about how our our judicial system and our political system, are, both of them, both systems are broken. Well, if they're broken, you know, then we certainly have to see where the breaks are occurring before anything can be addressed to fix them. And I, this is not my opinion. This is just the example that I'm using because there's so much discussion about all of this right now. Uh, you know, that there are so many bad things happening. You know, like let's talk about racism. You know, people are saying that uh, there's so many more problems with it now. And the reality is, no, it's always been bad. It's just that now things are more out in the open. And the only way you can truly heal something is to actually look at it. You know, um, things don't get healed, things don't get fixed if you act like an ostrich and put your head in the sand. You know, it's like if you close your eyes, the, the elephant is still in the room. And when you open your eyes, you'll see that the elephant is still there. Uh, so there have been a lot of choices to ignore some of the problems and pretend that they're not there. 
and eventually, you know, it becomes magnified enough that people start to take notice and think, wow, maybe we really need to do something about this. Maybe there's mm-hmm. some real healing that wants to happen. And the only way the healing can happen is if we know what we're actually trying to heal. So that's a big piece of this. That, uh, you know, in fact, even when we talk about, like, retrograde, because I know we had a lot of planets in retrograde. I'm not an astrologer, uh, but I know that the last few weeks people have been talking about all the planets in retrograde. So basically, retrograde gives us an opportunity to look at things that are usually unseen. It's not a bad thing. It's just you're going to see the light shed on things that are not normally seen. And things can be a little bit wonky because we're not necessarily seeing the whole picture. So that, in a nutshell, is why we want to be careful, like signing contracts or whatever, with retrograde. But they give it, it, retrogrades give us an opportunity to see things that we don't normally see. So you can liken it to that, that... Uh, you know, if the pendulum is swinging the other way, then it's because the universe is seeking balance. But there's always a, 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 an energy of seeking balance. And it is across the board. It is in all things. Well, you know, I think that the pendulum, like you said, the, the great analogy, you know, you go so far in one direction, and then you take all the way back in the and eventually fall back in the center. But when that happens, who knows? Well, and actually, so this is an interesting thing. The pandemic really, in some ways, brought people together. It also divided people. So what became something that was a global fear, you know, everybody in the whole world was afraid of one thing at the same time, which is kind of a really huge thing. You know, typically this kind of an event will happen once in a person's lifetime. I know that there are a couple of people who are still alive that were alive during the Spanish flu, but um, very few. You know, there may be maybe a handful of people. So this type of an event is something that typically only happens in a person's lifetime once. And because it's a globally, these types of things tend to be more unifying. Um, but it, so so it, so when this first so when COVID first hit, everybody kind of went, okay, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? That was everybody in the whole right. world. Everybody in the whole world. We were unified. We were all at home. Everybody on the planet was doing the same thing at the same time. And then as we started to get more information and started to have an opinion about it, because we we stepped out of the initial shocking fear. Then it was like, okay, wait a minute. They say that, you know, first it's like stay home, don't go anywhere, don't be around other people, and you won't get sick. And people pretty much complied. And at first it was like, okay, well, this is no big deal. Because I think most people thought it was going to be over in a very short period of time. I included thought it was going to be over fairly quickly. Now, you know, because, yeah, I'm psychic, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm privy to everything. Um, in the conscious field that people can't see, you know, and things change. So at first it was like, okay, we're going to be home for a little while, and oh, look what it's doing for air pollution. It's gotten better, and oh, the, you know, the birds are coming out more, and there's more of nature showing up, and all of these wonderful positive things. And then after a couple of months, people are starting to go, okay, I'm going stir-crazy now. 
what are we doing here? What's going on? And people started to get restless. So the restlessness and the need for human contact became something that was more overriding than that initial shock and fear. And so from that place, then we have all this stuff happening. We've got vaccines. We've got, you know, a mask if you're going to go outside. If you're going to be inside, you've got to be masked. And these people want masks and vaccines, and these people don't. So as people let go of some of that shocking fear, then they started coming back to, well, what do I really think and what do I really want to do? And then we started kind of having these divides of, of people who, you know, the anti-masker versus the maskers, the anti-vax versus the vaxxers. I mean, all of that. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, folks, I can't tell you how many people I have, I have, I've had complain to me about it or ask me about it, and I'm like, look, just do what resonates for you. But for crying out loud, if you're going to go to a restaurant and they require masks, don't get mad if they want you to put on a mask. Everybody's trying to operate in a comfort zone that works for them. So be respectful that they have their own comfort zone and you have yours. Go where people are thinking the same way you are. Go to a restaurant. If you don't want to wear a mask, go to a restaurant where you don't need to wear a mask, where they're not asking you to. And I know we're kind of beyond that now. But choose the path of least resistance. What's in alignment for you? But it's, it serves no one for you to be angry about going to a restaurant that you want to go to and getting there and you don't want to wear a mask and they say that they're only letting people who are wearing masks come into the restaurant. No matter how absurd you think that is because you want to eat at that restaurant, honor and respect that that's their level of fear. You have a different level of fear. But, but it's temporary. Go where you are in alignment with somebody else's thoughts about all of this. Okay, I've got a question. Yes. What do you do when you are put, not you specifically, you know, maybe you have a friend with a rhyme carrot, I don't know. Maybe you do, Rebecca. So your carrot that um, you talk to every once in a while has a part-time job that is uh, very public-facing. And during the pandemic, as I'm told, would wear the surgical gloves and the mask and the whole thing. But you'd have people that would come in to the establishment and say, you know, I just don't have to because I'm special. Do you know how much it, it took every ounce of my being not to and say, there are a dozen other ways for you to get this particular service, or you don't have to subject us, you big ass. So, mm-hmm. Rebecca, I'm asking you to give Carrot some counseling on kind thoughts used to people who need to be hit with a brick, one that you could share with Carrot tonight. Well, you know, I'll tell you, my this is just and I, this is just me reacting, okay? And I'm going to say this is my response based okay. on the reaction. I'm owning that. This is my reaction. Okay. If I had been in the location where this person comes in and they're saying they're special, I would say wow. look and see how many people are in this dwelling right now, and I'm going to guess. It's probably more than 10. It might be more than 20. It might be a larger number than that. So I Let's say 90% feel... of the people there were wearing masks. Right. If not, so, higher. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so let's just say there's just 10 
people in the store or the sure. library or, or whatever. wherever yeah. this is. Exactly. And this person has come in. So there are nine of us who are honoring and respecting that we're going to wear a mask in this place because that's, that's, what we, that's what we feel comfortable with, and that is the protocol at that time. So this person who's come in and says, you know, I'm special and I don't have to wear a mask and I don't want to wear a mask and you can't make me blah, 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 I would have said to that person, I understand that that's how you feel. If I call over every other person in this dwelling right now who has an opposite opinion than you have, we're going to form a little wall here and prevent you from coming in. We're not going to touch you. We're not going to do anything. But there are a lot more of us than there are of you. So I'd like you to think well, it, about maybe going to a place where there are people who are in alignment with what you are thinking and feeling right now because there are dwellings where people who are in alignment with your thinking and feeling. We don't want to make you uncomfortable. So we're going to ask you again to, to go someplace where you're in alignment with their thinking. It's not this place. And I, I love you, the answer, Rebecca. Say, the, the other thing I'm going to say is I guarantee you there will be one person or two in that total of ten people who are not going to be as calm as I'm going to be talking to that person. <laughs> So it's very interesting, and I know that sounds, you know, intimidating or whatever. It's just go, you know, it's so simple. Go where you're wanted. If you're not in alignment with somebody else's thinking about something like this that really, truly is potentially life-threatening, and I know it's different now. I'm talking about, you know, let's say 18 months ago. You're talking about somebody coming in and literally putting people's lives at risk because they're not being safe. Mm -hmm. And, yes, I know I can hear people saying, yeah, but they don't think their masks have really done anything. Um, I have news for you. The, the uh, healthcare workers that were wearing N95 masks, most of them stayed pretty healthy. Mm -hmm. so, so, you know, it's like I can go on both sides of this because I've had information from both and whatever, and basically I've told everybody the same thing. I do what I'm comfortable with. I encourage everyone to do what they're comfortable with, but respect other people's uh, feelings, and that's all I'm asking. We're just asking for respect. So I'm sure that that person who comes in who wants to not wear a mask is asking for respect as well, but if there's a sign right on the door that says you can't come in without a mask, then you've already been communicated to. You know that it's not going to be Thank a supportive you. environment Thank for you. you. Thank Go you. Place where Thank it's a supportive you. environment. No, you won't. I mean, well, well it's, there is common sense here, I would like to think. You know. You think so, Rebecca. <laughs> yeah, well, the, you know, I... Morons, speaking I of, that Carrot told me about, have no common sense. Yeah. Well, there, yeah. anyway. There is that. There, there is that, and I, I joke around that, you know, we have a deficit of that sometimes, but, you know, it sounds really judgmental. I don't like to judge people, um, but I will say that, that, you know, and maybe this is arrogant, but I have a certain level of common sense that I'm a lot more comfortable with. That is, mm -hmm. that is my perception of common sense in my own life and from those around me. And I feel incredibly grateful that the people who keep showing up in my life and become good friends seem to mm -hmm. have a fairly 
um, matching level of common sense to me. So there's a lot of the close people in my life actually will come to the same conclusions that I come to. So whether or not that means we have more common sense than another group of people, that's it doesn't matter. It's, it's what's in alignment for me. And then going back to go where you're wanted. Oh, and you know what? I did forget to tell you. Uh, the birthday thing. Friends threw a surprise party for me. Which surprise party? I think we had like 24 surprise parties this month. Yeah, I, <laughs> I I was really surprised that, that my friends actually pulled it off. There was only one little hint, and I went, oh, that's kind of weird. Why are they acting mm-hmm. weird? And then I dismissed it. It was like the, the, the people at the restaurant and everything, they couldn't have done it more perfectly for me to not know. Oh, so that is amazing. It was, it, was, it was really awesome. Yeah, I, it was great. Yeah, so uh, I did have to when – when they first said surprise – I had to walk out for a minute because I kind of had to, like, just gather myself from the shock. <laughs> but, wow. Uh, it was good. Well, anyway, I'm, you had was, a great birthday surprise. Yeah, I did. Thank you. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, and you know what? I mean, this it's uh, things are a little crazy right now. In fact, we actually have a total lunar eclipse tonight. I don't know if you're aware of that. Well, so that that all crystals and water for holy water stuff. Are you are you all ready for all that? Yeah, it's all good. Well, no, but I I will be now that you've reminded me. So not only am I grateful that you're here on Monday, November seventh at eight p.m., but I'm grateful for the reminder to go set my crystals up. Yeah, they're um, it's it's I can't remember the time. I think it's like four o'clock in the morning Eastern time or something when the total lunar eclipse will be, and it's peak, but um. Yeah. When well, we have all, you know, all kinds of rain here today, but we've got clear skies right now. What's it look up where you're at? Um, we we same thing. This the moon is weaving in and out of the clouds, so I'm not sure right now. Um, when I yeah. got on the show, it was cloudy for me here. But um, okay. And that's another reason that you might be feeling out of sorts too. So there's just there's a lot going on right now with the vibrational shift, and we're all feeling it. We are all being called to let go of the patterns and the issues, relationships, whatever those things are in our lives that don't work or haven't been working, we're being given really huge opportunities to see those things very clearly. And we're being asked to release them and let them go. Come back into your own alignment. Come back to the place of peace within you. You know, do the things that make you feel good and make you feel alive. Um, we need all of that right now. Absolutely. Well, we've got about three minutes left. So just a real quick for Rebecca is on women and intuition and work monthly. Uh, Rebecca, what, which Wednesday is that again? It's the first Wednesday of the month. Always the first Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific. First Wednesday of the month, 9 a.m. Pacific time. You can also find her on Facebook, on Rebecca Fisk. And, and I can get the right one. I am Rebecca Intuitive Psychic. I'm Rebecca Intuitive Schedule your private reading. And as always, it's a pleasure to have everybody tune in. Where you take us on the on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or even our blog talk radio, uh, LGBT radio. It's our banner. It's our quote unquote parent. We've replaced that with the from the G radio because Rob's show while I'm off. Um, but we're all excited to have you with you. 
all the episodes, I show on my iPad um, from the podcast um, that they've got, and it just automatically downloads. It's super easy. And there we go. I get all the shows. So when I'm not listening to a rated G video, I can hear Rob's show or um, Steph's or Rebecca's or you know, any of the things that we've got going on here. It will be a pleasure to come back next Monday night. We're in a limited edition, special edition, super duper season for Reggie Radio for Christmas. So we'll be back every Monday with some surprises along the way. And it is always a pleasure to have Rebecca. I think, Rebecca, we can do one more time next before we wrap up the holidays. So I'm excited to hear what happens in November. And um, there we go, everybody, for being here. I appreciate you. Go out and vote tomorrow. Any microcosms of last words, Rebecca? Well, you know, just um, thank you, Garrett. Thanks for having me. I always enjoy being on the show with you. And, uh, yeah, get out there and vote and do something nice for yourself every single day. We need we need happiness and joy in our lives. The whole world needs it. So if you do something Absolutely. nice for yourself and you feel joyful, you're bringing that out into the world. There you go. Be kind to others. Have a great night. And we'll next Monday at 7. You've been listening California to Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. This episode is made possible by PwC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud, fuel innovation with responsible AI, and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com.